Well, if you got a Bible, go ahead and meet me in Mark chapter 16. That's where we'll be on this Resurrection Sunday. Mark chapter 16. And if you're able, won't you stand to your feet with me? Whether you're at home or here in person, stand on your feet if you're able. Mark chapter 16. We're going to read those first verse, first eight verses. Mark chapter 16. got it say got it mark chapter 16 verses 1 through 8 the text reads when the sabbath was passed mary magdalene mary the mother of james and salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him and very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen they went to the tomb And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and they fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. The very word of God. Amen. Before you take your seat, I want to preach on the topic Joy comes in the morning. Can y'all say that? Joy comes in the morning. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this morning. You are true and awesome, God. I do ask you, as I ask every week, to just hide me behind your cross, Father, that you would have your way in me. That it would not be me speaking, but it would be you speaking. God, we need to hear from you, Jesus. May you be lifted up in this place. And it's in the mighty name that we all said together. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Well, family, I'm not sure about you all, but this has indeed been a very hard season, to say the least. Amen. It's been a hard season for many of us, if not all of us. We've experienced a pandemic And we're still in the pandemic as we speak. And we've walked through one of the most polarizing climates in history in the last year among socioeconomic lines, political lines, racial lines, you name it. Many of us have lost loved ones. We've lost jobs throughout this last year. We've experienced heartache beyond belief. There have been many times where if you're like me, It's been extremely hard just to get out of bed in the morning. This past year indeed has been hard season. Many of us have found ourselves overindulging in our favorite foods. I'm in your kitchen. I know. Many of us have found ourselves captured by the latest TV shows. Netflixing it up. 
Don't be, don't lie, y'all been on Netflix. And when the show ends, we lose our joy because it gave us a sense of escape. This has indeed been a hard season. Many of us have missed our loved ones during this season, or we simply have not been able to see them. Again, it's been a hard season. There have been many days where if I'm really honest with you all, I've fallen asleep thinking, man, this is just a bad dream. Only to wake up the next day and experience the same nightmare. I still remember the day that they called back in March of 2020 and said that we would not be able to use Wells High School, the place where we normally do worship for the foreseeable future because of this pandemic. And at that moment, y'all, we, we switched everything over. We transitioned quickly. We've got an awesome staff and team here at Renewal. But if I'm really honest with y'all, there was this hole in my heart and this thought in my mind of, man, will we, will we ever, will we make it? This has indeed been a hard season. Now, family, as I've rattled off much of that, many of us, if not all of us, can resonate with at least one of those things or all of them. And at times, maybe even today in this pandemic, it has gotten the best of you. Well, Renew, I need you to hear me on this morning. This is why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so crucial to our faith. Because as Jesus lay in that, in that tomb, his body, for three days, the people that followed him, guess what? They were fearful beyond belief, too. Unimaginable thoughts were going through their heads. They were experiencing heartache beyond belief. But early on that Sunday morning, Christ got up, and that's where they found their joy on that morning. Y'all missed your clap, and amen. Y'all going to get back to this thing again, I promise. Family, some of y'all missed that, but, he, but he, here's the reality. Many of us, we've walked into this service or online and we're dismayed and we, we, we've had a bad week, we've had a bad day, we've had a bad year. And the reality is that in the midst of our sorrow, in the midst of our suffering, Jesus got up. He got up out of that grave, and here's the truth. Because of that truth, we may be sad today, we may be sad tomorrow, or the next day. The truth of the resurrection gives us hope because it doesn't matter what's going to happen to me on this side of heaven. One day, one day, the text tells me that I will be in heaven with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's good news. That's good news. Y'all still missing it because you're not clapping hard enough. That means there's no more tears. No more coronavirus. No more murder. No more corruption. No more, more political mayhem. None of that mess. But we will be with our Father in heaven forever and ever and ever. Y'all, shall I keep going? That's good news. Hear me, family, there is coming a day where Jesus will wipe away every tear, as Revelation tells us, and we will live forever and ever with him in heaven if we believe. Amen. So, friends, listen, when we think about the resurrection, that's when we, too, remember 
that our joy originates on that morning when Jesus got up. Y'all going to make me preach too hard this morning. <laughs> See, as we enter this text today, just to give you a bit of context, this is, this is early on Sunday morning. This is early, the wee hours of Sunday morning. Jesus was crucified on Friday. He laid in the tomb all day Saturday. And then on Sunday morning early, you see, as the text tells us, the two Marys, his mother and then Mary Magdalene and then Salome, they come to the tomb to bring spices. Now, let me rewind a bit. Jesus was beaten very badly, beaten to a pulp, whipped, spit on. He was mocked. He was kicked. He was beat down for our sins. He hung on the cross, nails in each one of his hands and in his feet for you and I, for the world to see. Now, hear me. There were many different groups of people there at the cross when this was happening. They're all watching this happen. You got people that that were council members. You got people that were so-called followers. You have the rich. You got the poor. Here's what I don't want y'all to miss. Everybody was there. They all witnessed Jesus die this horrific death. But none of them believed enough to stand up and say something or do something about it. Essentially, everybody that was there was a spectator. Including these three women right here in this text, which is why we see them in the passage bringing spices to the tomb to embalm his body. If they really believed in Jesus and what he said he was going to do, then they would come with smiles, skipping and stuff like, oh, we're going to see Jesus because he resurrected from the grave. But instead, they come with spices. They don't really believe. They don't believe his words. John 2 19, Jesus will say, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. He's talking about his body. He's talking about his resurrection. See, these women, hear me, as much as we want to praise them for being the first people to come to the tomb and see Jesus, y'all hear me, they ain't believe. Excuse my vernacular. I got to get country up. And they didn't believe. Which brings me to my first point. And I'm going to step all up in your pantry, your kitchen while you're cooking this afternoon with this one, okay? Hear me. A lack of belief breeds fear. Say it with me. A lack of belief breeds fear. These women come with a belief that Jesus is dead. They're doing paper, rock, scissors to see who's going to roll away the the stone. They're scratching their heads. How are we going to get this big old stone rolled away from the tomb? And here's the reality. If they really believed in Jesus as the resurrected Lord, y'all, they wouldn't be worried about no stone because it can't hold him down. And they get to the tomb and they, they, they see a man dressed in white when they enter and they, they're, they're immediately fearful, the text says. Now, now I know Jesus has just been crucified. There's much to be worried about and the people might have done something crazy right now. They could have moved his body. It, it warrants the fear. But again, if they really just trusted Jesus's words, how much less fear would they be experiencing right now? Friends, hear me. Many of us during this pandemic Let me move in close. Many of us in this last year, we have been crippled by our fear. 
We haven't left our houses much. We've been anxious all the time. You're, 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 you're overcome with fear. We, we've ran to things to give us the fulfillment and satisfaction. Or, or you've just been like these women in this text where you've started to believe something that's not true versus God's word. See, they chose to believe that Jesus was dead instead of his words. If I'm not in your kitchen, I'm coming. How many of us, hear me with this question, how how many of us have been stuck believing our own truths in this season? How many of us have been stuck believing lies? Y'all could be honest with me this morning. I've been there. How many of us have been literally paralyzed by our fear? How many of you have been stuck paralyzed reading the news or watching the news? Or even scrolling down somebody's timeline? And just your heart is just more and more anxious every time you read it. How many of us have been paralyzed by fear this season? Lack of belief breeds fear. But I can't have you guys miss this. Hear me. I I, I got five kids. I love my kids. And um, one of the things I do with them, some of y'all have seen me do this with them. I I, I try to teach them how to trust me in this way. And and (laughs) y'all don't think I'm a bad parent when I tell you. But I put my hands under their armpits and I literally, I think I'm a big guy, so I just toss them up in the air. Now, I don't let them fall or nothing like that, okay? I told you, I'm not a bad parent. But what I tell them is when I'm about to toss them in the air, I look them in their eyes and I say, look, make sure you look at me in my eyes when I do this. Make sure you listen to me and what I'm saying. When I throw you in the air, I need you to watch me the whole time. I need you to trust me and my ability to catch you. And hear me, because if you do not Trust me. If you take your eyes off of me, if you stop listening to my voice, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start flailing your arms. You're going to start looking all around. You're going to start screaming and hollering. And you know what? It's going to be hard for me to catch you. But I always tell them, I tell them, look, look, here's the good part. If you look at me in my eyes, If you listen to my voice, if you hear me, you don't take your eye off of me, but you believe and you trust in my uh, ability to catch you. You're not doubting my ability. When you do that, you will experience the freedom of feeling like you're flying in the air because you know that your daddy is going to catch you. But see, here's the issue. Many of us have been flailing our arms, looking all around, because we have not believed in Jesus. We haven't been dependent. And, 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 and during this pandemic, and maybe even today, we've taken our eyes off of him, we've taken our hearts off of Jesus, and, or we, we realize we never were, were with him in the first place, or, or we've chosen to believe some lie or some other truth, and you know what? It's left us in this space where we're paralyzed by our fear. Some of you heard me say this before, but... 
The way we overcome our fear, the way we overcome the lies that seep into our heads and our hearts because they're going to come, they're going to come on a daily basis. The way we overcome that is is by combating these lies with the word of God. We got to believe the word of God over every other truth and other, other mess that comes our way. We have to believe the words of the scripture where it says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. This means that I don't have to fear what's going to happen to me tomorrow or when I go about my day because God is with me. He's got my back. He's on my side. He's in front of me. He's all around me. I can go with confidence because God is with me. We got to remember scriptures like John 6.35 when he says to, to, the, to the disciples and the, the, and the Pharisees around, he says, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. This means that not only can Jesus satisfy my physical longing for food or the physical longings that I might have, but he also can satisfy my internal longing and want for more. That's good. We got to remember verses like John 14, 6, where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. See, here's the truth. If I remember that truth, that that Jesus is the only way to God, I can't get to him any other way. If I remember that and I hold on tight to my faith, believing in Jesus, then no matter what happens to me on this side of heaven or what kind of mayhem I go through or if I don't experience the joy that I want to on this side of heaven one day, I'm going to be with my father in heaven and I'll experience all the joy that he gives. Friends, hear me. A lack of belief breeds fear. And these women in the text, and if we're honest, many of us today, that's where we are. But hear me, what I'm trying to make plain really quickly in the scripture is that when we choose to believe in Jesus and and the word of God, we experience joy. We experience true satisfaction. But someone in here, y'all still don't believe me. So let's look back at the text. Let's look back at the text. Verse 6, they come in contact with this man at the tomb, this man dressed in white. And he says to them, look at it. He says, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth. Who was crucified? He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. After the women in the text, they hear these words from this man dressed in white. The text says that they were astonished and they were fearful. Now, now hear me, the, the, the fear is warranted. I understand that they're still going through it, but here's the reality. They're still fearful because they really don't believe yet. They're still sitting in their unbelief. And, and if you read the other accounts, you go to Matthew, you go to the book of John or Luke, you see that the, that fear quickly dissipates as they, they see Jesus. They see their resurrected Lord. So I'm not going to keep concentrating on that fear because here's the reality. When we come in contact or belief with the resurrection, the, the fear is no more. There, there, there's something else that comes that I, that I want to really concentrate on the text, which is where he says that they're overcome with astonishment. A- astonishment. 
Because when we come in contact with the belief or understand the true resurrection of Jesus Christ, it leaves us astonished. It leaves us amazed. It leaves us, it leaves us without words. Unimaginable that, that, that Jesus could get up from the grave. It leaves us full of joy, not fear. See, the word astonish by definition means greatly surprised. Y'all say astonish. This word means greatly surprised. It means amazed. It means impressed. But, but what I want to do is I want to, I want to take it a bit further. I want to dig a little deeper into this because what we're reading right now in the book of Mark, in Mark 16, is the account of these women and what's happening there at, at, at the tomb. And they haven't yet seen the resurrected Jesus. But what we know as we keep reading, you Bible readers in here, you see and you know that they do come in contact with Jesus. And they don't just see him one day, but they're with Jesus for 40 days. 40 days. And, and we also know that he's seen by more than 500 people, according to 1 Corinthians 15. We, we see that. So for the Bible reading here, hear me, the resurrection doesn't just leave us astonished, but hear me, when we believe in the resurrection, it gives us ultimate joy and satisfaction. Now, Pastor, what, what are you talking about? Listen with me. Listen, with, listen to me because here's the reality. Here's what I'm going with this. I ain't never seen nobody raised from the grave. Have you? I'm waiting for a hand. I've never seen anybody get up from the grave. And I can guarantee you that the disciples and these women in the text, they are not fans of Tupac or Elvis. They ain't shaking around saying, oh, baby, waiting for Elvis to come back. Or is there a heaven for a gangster talking about Tupac? No. Y'all, they saw Jesus die one of the most gruesome deaths of all time. Saw him get whipped to a pulp, crown of thorns on his head, hike up that hill with that big heavy cross on his back, get nailed to a cross with nails in his hands and in his feet. They believe that Jesus is sure enough dead. But then they see him for 40 days. Family, what I'm trying to get at is there is hope and joy in the resurrection. Hear me, those of us that believe in here, we're no longer enemies of God. But we're justified. We're declared legally right in God's sight solely because of what Christ did on the cross. Not anything we bring to the table. Hear me, God loved us. God gave his son as a sacrifice. We believe we live forever. Y'all say it with me. God loved, God gave, we believe we live forever. Y'all can say it. God loved, God gave, we believe we live forever. That's the gospel message. See, the truth of the matter is that even as we can... Celebrate Christ's sacrifice, his death on the cross, all he did there. None of that even matters without the resurrection. If Christ did not rise from the dead, then we would not be redeemed. Therefore, we would not be declared legally right in God's sight. Hear me, without the resurrection, there is no redemption. When Christ rose, he conquered sin and death because when he died, he only took sin and death to the grave, y'all. And that's, if that's where he stopped and he did not resurrect, y'all, we would, we, would, we would essentially account Jesus as just some good dude who did some miracles, walked among us. We would put him even in the history book, but we would leave it there. But somebody should be glad and hear that that's not how the story ends. Somebody say, he got up. 
he got up from that grave and just like the song says death could not hold him down the resurrection completes our redemption he died he was buried and he rose we cannot be justified without the resurrection this is why the resurrection brings so much joy and satisfaction. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 13 through 14, he says, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. He says that without, the Christ, without Christ's resurrection, our faith is in vain. In other words, it's meaningless. See, if Christ's resurrection, it's his resurrection that completes our redemption. Friends, you know what makes me so happy, though, about this verse? I love reading what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, because in verse 13, he talks about the resurrection of the dead. So whether that's me dying today or if I'm still alive, when I place my faith in Christ, one day, the good news is I'll be with him in heaven in glory. See, the fact that I'll be away from all of this mess. Friends, faith in Christ's resurrection is important because without it, there is no hope. Abandoned ship. If Christ hadn't risen, then our faith would mean nothing, he says. It's the resurrection that gives us hope. The resurrection makes redemption complete. But I know there are some of us in here that are saying, Pastor D, that's an amazing truth. I'm so glad that you keep talking about the resurrection making our redemption complete. But y'all, but, but, but Pastor D, I ain't seen no resurrected Jesus. I, I still see calamity all around me. This world is messed up. I'm still living in a pandemic. I need a little bit more than that truth today on this Easter Sunday. I need a little bit more. I'm glad you stepped in here today. I'm glad you're listening because I'm not done yet. Shortly after this passage, the disciples were with their resurrected Lord. They're hanging with him. These women are hanging with him. And and then Jesus gives them the tall order of making disciples all over the world. And then he tells them, I got to leave. I'm going to ascend and I'm going to heaven. And in Acts chapter 1, 11, now pause. Could you imagine what the disciples and these women are feeling now? They just saw Jesus Come back. Before that, they saw him die. So a matter, in, in, in a span of 40 or so days, they've seen Jesus die, they've seen him resurrect, and now he's talking about leaving again. Wait a second, Jesus, you just got back. Now you're leaving me again? Could you imagine the fear and what they're feeling right now? Some of them weeping, some of them crying, wailing. And in Acts chapter 1, it says Jesus ascends and, and the disciples are left gazing off into the sky. It's kind of like a body being lowered into the ground where you're sitting there wondering if they're going to come back. They're sitting there gazing and it says that two men dressed in white come to them and say to them, look at these words. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. They give the disciples hope in his return during a time of need. The men give them something to look forward to. It's the fact that Jesus is one day coming back for his people. Family, I need y'all to hear me with this. 
Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection saved us from the very power of sin. But one day he's coming back and he's going to save us from the very presence of sin. That's good news. That's good news. That really means no more sadness, no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering, no more temptation, murders, corruption, or any of that mess. But instead, believers will live with Jesus forever and ever in heaven. If that ain't good news, I don't know what is. We don't place our hope in this world and all this mess around us because all of this is going to perish. No, no, no. We, we will be resurrected and live with him forever if we believe. That's where we hang our hats at the end of the day. We hang our hope on Jesus, our resurrected Lord, and what he's done for us. Because in that resurrection, he signifies he has power over sin and death. Y'all, that's where we hang our hats. The fact that it didn't even stop there, but one day we'll live with him. The text told us in Acts chapter 1, he's coming back. can't have y'all miss this let me ask you this how many of y'all be honest during this pandemic ever have watched netflix better better yet let me ask how many of y'all are addicted to netflix now come on now y'all better be honest with me netflix it's easy to to watch netflix and just start binging on it all i i like me some netflix my my kids they love netflix and, and one of the things I like about Netflix is that they got all my shows. I got the documentaries. I got the action movies, all that stuff on Netflix. I like it. I, I love watching Netflix. And it's easy to binge because I've said this to people before. They got that 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 countdown. And that's, that's a game. You know, I'm, I watched three episodes already. And I'm like, yo, I know it. I need to go to bed. And you're sitting there. You don't have enough time to think. It's like five seconds. And, oh, man, I can't miss this episode. I'm going to go ahead and watch this. And I'm going to sleep tomorrow. Don't act like y'all ain't been there. Some of y'all are like, yeah, that was me, Pastor D, last night. That's, that's why I was late to church. You know, it's it, just sitting there and you're binging on these episodes and, 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 it, and it's good. You like it. And we got our shows. My wife, likes, she likes Downton Abbey and Call the Midwife. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I ain't never seen them yet, but uh, she loves them and she watches them. I got my shows. We all got our shows. But the thing about Netflix, it's great. The thing about it, though, is that it, it sucks when the show ends. It's horrible. You know, when the show ends, ain't no more series. There's no more five, four, three, two, one countdown. And when it ends, it's like a sum in your soul. It's like, oh, what happened? My show is gone. And if you're like me, you get on the internet and you start scouring the web. You try to figure out when your show is coming back. And, and you go through all of these sites. And if, essentially, you, you find something that says it'll be back next spring. And you're like, come on, man. You got to give me more than that. I need a date. I need a time. I need my show coming back. I'm looking forward to it. And then what happens is you're driving down 94 one day and you see a billboard. Your show is coming back. You get excited. And then you, you sit at home, you're watching a game or something, and then the commercial comes on and you, you get excited even more because your, your show is coming back. So what happens now is you start filling up your Instacart grocery cart and all of this because you ain't leaving the house in the pandemic and you get all the food that you like and then you, you start stocking up your pantry, you, you stock up your freezer with your favorite ice cream because your show is coming back. You start calling all your friends because your show is coming back. You get all excited, blankets folded up just the way you like it, laid out on the couch just the way you want it because your show is coming back. Renewal, if you're not following 
following me this morning, hear me, just like your Netflix show is coming back, the text tells us in Acts chapter 1 that one day Jesus is coming back for you. Y'all, he didn't just die. He wasn't just buried. He didn't just rise from the dead. But one day Jesus is coming back and there will be no more of this mess if you believe. That's good news. That's good news. And family, at the end of the day, that's where we hang our hats. When everything in your life is going crazy, it's going haywire, we place our hope in Jesus. We place our hope in Jesus, our resurrected King, our resurrected Lord. And we too find our joy on that morning that Jesus got up. So friends, if you're like me and you lost your way during this pandemic at any point in time, maybe you walked in here today or you're online with us and you're, 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 you're looking for joy. You're in a place where your fear has just overtaken you. Don't leave this place without understanding the truth of the resurrection gives you joy. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose. That's what gives us joy. And if that ain't enough, he's also coming back. Family, hear me. Somebody shout it out with me. He is risen. He is risen. Thank God Almighty. He is risen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this morning. You are truly an awesome God. We're so grateful for you. And we're thankful for your goodness, Lord. Your love, your mercy, and your grace is overwhelming. The fact that you wouldn't just die for us. You wouldn't just go to the grave, but you got up. And even in that, Lord still saying I'm going to come back God that's, that gives us peace let that give us joy this morning and we keep our eyes on you and all we do and all we say may you be lifted up in our worship we love you Lord and it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen